Hello guys, welcome to another episode of What's Up In Lag, What's Up Ako Kite And um, this episode is actually a very special episode for me Because um, we are going to be learning a lot of things, right? Things we've not heard about, things we don't, opportunities we don't know are actually like present here And of course, I'm your favorite guy, T.O. to the B.I. And um, today I'll be doing this alone, not actually alone, but then my squad, we are not all here so. And uh, I have someone here an important guest, you know, <laughs> yeah, a former student, uh, a graduate, yeah, he's popular in as UG, so he's going to introduce himself now. So, UG, how are you doing? I'm all right. What's up, in like? How are you guys? I am Ugochuku Igwe, popularly known as UG, UG official. Everybody in this school knows me as UG, so yeah. you can go ahead and call me UG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, standard. Um, you are done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I was, I was the whole experience like you know, four years John turned into five years. Ah, um, uh, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> I can't lie, it was a lot. It was, oh, but I enjoyed my stay in luck. To be fair, I can't lie. Um, yes. So I got in to study chemistry. So at some point. I changed course to Botany because I was no longer enjoying that course. So yes, I think like was a lot eventful. I have like one million stories, one million. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess that's the story for another day. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So your convocation is coming soon next month, obviously. So for those of us that want to eat rice, so are you going to tell us the location of your tents? <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay. So you're all invited. Come and eat rice. UG is coming with so many goodies and all of that. So um, back to the story of the day. So uh, UG here is a founder and um, he's a recipient of an award you guys don't know about. And even me, I got here about it for the first time. And he wants to tell us about so many opportunities that are here present in the University of Lagos. That so many students are not taking advantage of, and how he was able to build a startup, got the funding that is being backed by a company abroad, and all of that. The whole story is going to is actually going to like unravel that day. Um, so, what actually like prompted you or you and your colleagues to start Tipsona? Okay, so basically, um, first, what is Tipsona? Tipsona is a crowdfunding and tipping platform. So. Um, think of a GoFundMe, yes, that's what Tipsona is. So what motivated us to start it? And okay, yes, Tipsona, a lot of people wonder why Tipsona, what does Tipsona mean? So let me, so Tipsona is the combination of two words. That's basically tipping and persona. So the reason why we, so we merged those two words together. So tipping and persona to form Tipsona. So the reason why we chose that word is because we want to inspire people to have the persona, to have the personality of giving. So that is, although, uh, I just give you guys expo because very soon we'll be doing like, <laughs> uh, a media tour going around University of Lagos asking people to pronounce the word and guess the meaning. So people that have listened to this podcast will have expo and there's a cash project attached to that. That's part of our publicity campaign. So whoever listens to this podcast will have expo. I'm not supposed to review that, but. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, there we are. So basically that's what tips on that is. So what motivated us to start? Um, personal experience basically what motivated me to start it. So, um, a while ago, I broke my leg. I suffered an accident where I broke my leg. So I was, before then, 
I was supposed to have a career in, um, I was supposed to have a career, I was supposed to be a professional athlete. Back when I was in secondary school, like I had the fastest time. I was the fastest, I had the fastest time in my school, 100 meters sprints. Um, so my school got me like a professional coach, we started like professional training, I'd focused my mind on, okay, perhaps I could take this seriously. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I had an accident that caught that dream shot. Then, I had a factory on Tony Gammon. So, I was supposed to, like... So, I was supposed to operate the leg, but my family could not afford the surgery. So, my dad asked the consultant, physiotherapist, that, okay, if we do not do the surgery, my son will be able to walk. And they said, yes, so as the bull man that he is, <laughs> but they, they told him that, okay, you'll be able to walk fine, yes, but you'll not be able to play in the sport professionally. My brother was like, holy sport, Jerry, you're intelligent somebody, you're a bright kid, go and read book. <laughs> so as the bull man that he was, they said, okay, why should we spend so much money on a surgery when you would be able to walk? You would just not be able to play in the sport professionally. Well, thank God you are smart, you have a brain, go and read. Yeah. Forget sports. So that was like my experience growing up. So this is the backstory. This story is going to be long, so bear with me. So yes, um, uh, moving fast forward to when I was in University of Lagos, a colleague of mine also suffered like a similar injury and we had to operate his leg. So we started running around looking for funds to to help the family with the surgery and it was really personal to me because I had like similar experience that caught my dream of being a professional athlete short. So like we are hands on trying to get money for your surgery. So we realized we realized that it was quite a hassle raising funds. His family did not want us to use the dad did not want us to use his own personal account because he didn't want his name and account number flying around students. WhatsApp group chat and you get and um we couldn't use his own personal accounts because I don't know he had restrictions on his accounts, blah blah blah. I think he had not done BVN at VNIN that time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Same we had account. to use yes, we had to use one of our coachships accounts and there was really no way to track how much we have raised. We just had to take the word the guy's word for it. Yeah. So if he tells us, okay, we have raised X amount and something we are sending BCs, everybody was telling everybody, oh, let's help raise X amount of money for this guy's surgery, blah, 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 blah. He, got, he sustained an injury while we were preparing for dance games in school. So it was something every student was hands-on. So that was when I tried to use the popular crowdfunding platform that we all know, GoFundMe. And that's when I realized that you can't even access it from Nigeria. You have to have like somebody in the US that you can use their address, use their bank deal. So like, ah, this is a drag. So is there really no Nigerian owned crowdfunding platform that works in Nigeria? So as I then, I could not find, but as of now, there are quite a few, e.g. Tipsona <laughs> and so many others. But that was what like brought the chicken home to roost. So another experience that I had was at the time, I was working as a content creator for Vanguard Alior. You all know the popular Vanguard. I was handling yeah. the social media platform. 
Um, so I used to have like this, I used to release blog posts semi-regularly. So each time I release a post, there was, there was one Facebook day, one particular woman entered my DM. She's like, oh, she got my number for someone that posted my link, blah, 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 blah. She enjoyed what I wrote. That she write more often, I should keep it up. That she sent my account number. So she just, so every time I post something, she would give me money. Every time I post something, she would say, oh, for a time for your struggle. So I thought about it that, hmm, how many more of these people are there that just want to encourage creators, content creators for what they do and probably do not have the confidence to ask for their number or reach out to them or probably just want to do it anonymously. So I did some research. I found out that, okay, there are already like tipping platforms available in the US and there, but there was really, the African community has a lot of content creators right now, but there's really no Yes, but there's really no African-owned tipping platform for African creators. And I'm like, okay, why don't I fill this gap? Two problems identified that really hit home. So like, okay, I need to do this. So when I stumbled upon that problem, so when I said, oh, I need to do this, or as I went, this, my guy's surgery, um, accident happened, that was when, like, that's what brought the chicken home to rules. I was like, okay, I really need to do this. So... I researched more on the idea. Then um, I did a survey to like test the idea to see if this is actually something that can be profitable. And the initial survey we did found out that yes, it can be profitable. A lot of people know um, about crowdfunding, but they do not know any Nigerian own crowdfunding platform. So it means it's a market that is ripe that we can go into and establish ourselves as the market leaders. So I spoke to some of my guys that I'm like, okay, what do you think about this? How can we do this? And everybody was supposed to said, okay, we should jump on it, jump on it, jump on it. So yes, yeah, so we started building a product and started registering to various accelerator programs. And yeah, so we got into one that you guys may not know. So it's called Innovate to Markets is pioneered by the Unilag Innovation Technology Management Office. I think we had the first sets. Yes, we had the first sets. So, they took only you guys. We are a few, but not just me. We are a few that qualify to be part of the program. So it's called Innovate to Markets. Okay. said so it's handled by Unilag ITM Office, that's Innovation Technology Management Office. It is funded by the UK Aid through the RISA Fund and um, FCDO. Mm. So, yes... So basically, we applied. A friend of mine told me about it because I applied to so many others beforehand. Uh, a friend of mine told me about it that, oh, okay, you have a startup. You can apply to this. And we applied. Thankfully, we got in and, um, they were really helpful. Basically, they helped us get our MVP on the ground, helped us with CAC registration and so many other opportunities like AWS. So we received, um, 5k dollars worth of credit from AWS. Okay, oh, <laughs> that, that's so interesting, right? It's almost a long story that ran very insightful. Then, but then I, I was, because I've actually attempted this startup before, and I think one of the problems is at that starting stage, are you able to like pick your co-founders, people that work, you have co-founders, right? Yeah, so how were you able to like find a key, um, pick your co-founders, 
how you people were able to like work together what was the agreement like well what were you guys like oh what actually like brought you guys together what signified that okay i can actually work with this person or i need this person on my team uh okay so because i'm the, the idea originator so i was the one that was actively looking for people to recruit i don't know how how did i find my people <laughs> well I'm Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> so over of you, those of you that know me, you know oh Eugene. It would not be hard for him to find people. Uh but yes, so um everybody on this startup is from the Unilar community and I don't know the advantage that I have is that I'm like a really popular person, so I know a lot of people. A lot of outstanding people, because I'm quite outstanding myself. I received a Student Innovator Award from the former Vice Chancellor of the University of Lagos, Professor Ogundipe, in 2019. So, um, yes. So it was, well, I say, I already knew, like, when I was dead set on, okay, this, I'm doing this for real, I already knew people that I could call in that could fill into the various roles so initially i called like three people they were interested i don't know maybe i think i won't even lie yes basically it's my reputation that helped me a lot because these people already knew me they knew oh okay working with you means doing something great so i already had that going for me lucky lucky me um so they said yes Almost immediately, they jumped on it. They were like, okay, fine. Yes, we need to do this. So as things started to progress, it's, and as things are still progressing, because this is not a concluded story. It's, yeah. we are still in the struggle. We are still building. So as things continue to progress, they continue to see reason as to why they should be part of the deal, basically. So, how I was able to find fellow co-founders was I was lucky enough to be in a community like Unilag that houses a lot of outstanding people. And I was lucky enough to be somewhat popular. So I knew a lot of people. So it was just a question of reaching out to them. So the initial few people I reached out to, then reached out to more people, which then reached out to more people. And yes, the founding team was born. How large is the team now, and what were the challenges you guys faced when you started? Okay, so we are about 10 people now, Max. We are about 10. We are not a lot. And initial challenges was we are still facing mm-hmm. is... Um, I don't know if I should say this on here. Okay. <laughs> but this is a learning phase. So founding a startup have taught me a lot, although I thought... Mm-hmm. I was finished goods before and it was impossible. Funny stuff has taught me a lot. I'll, although, yes, I'm the idea guy. Um, a lot of people say, oh, you is very smart, UG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has helped me be a better communicator. I'm not there yet because communication is something I've struggled with. I'm naturally introverted. So I think more than I speak, so yes, I help me be a better communicator. I can communicate more with people. 
than I could before. Before I would just tell you immediately that like initially that was like the struggle we had because and they kept on telling me this that usually you just say things and expect us to understand but not everybody's reasoning like you so you need to yes yes so you need to so it's as i said i'm still learning we are still growing so although yes i've evolved we've been able to pass that level but as i said we are still learning still an ongoing story so another problem we had was um just another problem we had is time because we are all students combining founding a startup with your academic work with your social life with your emotional life with your spiritual life with all your lives (laughs) you are living in like it's stressful but we've been able to find a rhythm or we are finding a rhythm yes so we are finding a rhythm that is working for us and that's another challenge so um although the building phase we are not building things as fast as i would want but it's a lot to act of in accident. <laughs> but then again, yes. So we've been able to like find that balance and know, okay, schoolwork, your work, and basically, yes. So those are the two challenges. And then again, yes, um, every startup will face a challenge of funding. So which I would like to thank Innovate to Markets. They've really helpful. A lot of things that we would have spent a lot on um, they covered for starting mm. there's a lot of things you spend money on a lot of things that I didn't even know that's thanks to their classes and their lectures that I was able to know and so basically yes we have a team thanks to the original program that we can lean on and yes so basically that's it Let's in uh, innovate to market. How how did you hear of it, and what were the steps you take to get registered? And in that process, how were you able to like you know um, come out top in that process and get a funding backed by them or whatever company that came in conjunction with them? Okay, so um, a friend of mine told me about it. To be fair, because I spoke to him about this startup, so he told me about it. And he said I should register. And I did. did you register online? Yeah, yeah. I registered online. I registered online. So he sent me the link. Then I registered online. Uh, then, um, there's a form you would fill. Then they'll ask you to send your elevator pitch you would send. So after reviewing, I hope they thought it was a good idea to. Yes, they thought our business idea was a good idea, so we got in. So there's this like, so after you get in the first stage, there's like where they have classes, lectures, although it's all virtual, there are courses. So you'd watch those videos, answer the courses, there's CA and there's like a mini exam, a quiz after each. So I think like they have like an accumulative score you have to pass. 
then yes, so after that phase, so we sent another congratulatory mail. Congratulations, you've been selected to be part of our program. And yes, so, so basically that was it then. So yes, so when after that, I was invited to the office to come and like physically pitch the business to them. So we are always I went there with some members of my team. And yes, we pitched it and lucky us, we got in. So, so just basically, if you are an aspiring entrepreneur, just keep your eyes peeled. Instagram algorithm is your friend because the algorithm keeps suggesting to you things you like and you share and you engage in. So if you're looking for sort of opportunities, you can like start by Googling or innovator program, innovation programs for budding entrepreneurs, then most of them have an Instagram page. You can go on the Instagram and like, comment. You can share those posts with your friends. Or if you have another account, share it with your account. So that from there, then the algorithm would keep suggesting more and more and more to you. So you can really take advantage of that. Then you can hear about it. But here, I'm, I am telling you about innovation to market. So I think next year, they'll have like... But so after we have graduated... They'll have like around. So you keep your eyes and ears peeled. Watch this space. You need like what's up. As soon as um, there's more information about that, about a second batch, I would get in touch with what's up in Lagando would also get in touch with you. Then also, you can also follow me on LinkedIn. I will post it. I am Igwe Ugochku William UG on LinkedIn. You can follow me there. Yes. So, once I post opportunities there regularly for starting entrepreneurs. So, yeah, I think that about answers the question. All right. Um, do you have any advice for uh, upcoming startup builders in Unilag, students that are trying to, okay, I have an idea. Should I do it? Should I not? Well, how do I find a co founder? How do I get started? Get funding if I don't get it to an accelerator program. Tips at all. <sighs> okay. So basically, you have to have an idea that is good first. So I think yeah, everything yeah. begins with the idea. Yeah. Einstein said, um, imagination is more important than knowledge, which I believe is true. So as long as you have the imagination, you don't really need to know how you can. Excel. So be open minded. I'm sure you've heard this a lot. People should be open minded. But you cannot underestimate how open mindedness can change the course of your life. So be open minded. Don't like leave anything. Don't be so set. Don't be so stuck on your ways that you forget. Don't be so stuck on your ways that you do not know how to grow. I don't know if that's good advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't be so... Yes, don't be uh, so... Too rigid. Yes, don't be too rigid. Be... I'm not trying to welcome ideas and support. Yes. So, if you don't know how to start, start with an idea. Yeah. Then, once you have an idea... There are people that... Yes, if your idea is solid enough, the universe will find a way of bringing people that would aid you on your journey and bring opportunities that will aid you on your journey. So, 
just and keep telling people about it. once you have an idea don't shut up about it don't a close mouth does this is a close destiny so all this not building silence it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> no it doesn't work it doesn't work. although i read a psychology book about why you should build in, not really build in silence but let me not go too deep i don't want to go too deep <laughs> no problem no i don't want to go too deep but a close mouth is a close destiny, really. As I said, yeah. this actual program that we got into now was a friend that yeah. told me about it. And the reason why he knew I would be interested in something like this was because I've told him about my idea yeah. before and this is what I aim to do. So as I said, a close mouth is a close destiny. Once you have the idea, don't shut up about it. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. Don't shut up about it. Tell everybody. And I think something about building in public is the fact that it brings some sort of accountability yes. and pressure on you. People keep asking, where, where, when are you going to like get done with this? And I'm like, hey, even when you want to like step back when you're tired, but because people are, you know, they've kept asking about that stuff, the services, when are you going to get launched? When are you going to get? So it keeps you going. The pressure is there, which is like for a good reason. And you get to like, you know, get connected to someone that knows someone that can do someone. So I think, there is something I read from uh, someone that actually graduated from my department. Said one thing he thought he think he like actually afford him was the fact that he knew someone that knew someone that can do something, right? So even if not directly, he knew someone that he can go to that probably point him to someone that yeah, this person can do some this thing. So at the end of the day, anytime he needs something to get done within the community, he actually gets it done as quick as he can, and there's someone somewhere that can actually like, help him. So talk about what you are doing, right? Nobody's going to steal your idea. <laughs> and I think like almost every idea we have now, someone already have their idea, right? There's actually no like uh, new designs, mostly innovations. So talk to people about it as well and build in public if you can. You know, opportunities, universe, as uh, UG said, will find a way to like get this people across to you and you can be the wonderful product. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. I don't know if you still have something to say. So yeah, just to add to what he said, um, truly, yes, once you talk about it, abuse accountability. And then again, especially if you are in uni, like, if you want to start a business or found a startup, start when you're in school, because another advice is, someone gave me this advice when I was starting, I think my second business, it was like, Starts when you're in school, just get into New York then. So you would like, no, I've never really talked about my entrepreneurship journey. <laughs> well, so you've done a lot of things. Yes, I have. I've done a lot of things. <laughs> well, let me finish the advice first. Okay. I don't know if you have enough time for that, or maybe that'll be a later episode. No, you can just crash it. <laughs> okay, so, um, starts when you're in school. I'm sure if you're in New York, you like a school of first choice for a reason. Mm. In like is school of connection. A, Everybody in this school has one connection or the other. So try and leverage that. Somebody always knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows. You know, it's a big man school to be fair. As I said, everybody always, everybody in this school has one connection or the other. Yeah. So don't shut up about it. And try to do it when you're in school because, as I said, the advice the person gave me when I was like, start my second business while I was just entering like, he said, whilst you are in school, is the best time to actually build a business because. For those of us that are fortunate, although it doesn't apply to everybody, but those of us that are fortunate, when you're in school, you're still under the care of your parents. Yeah. So you are not under any pressure to, like, provide for anybody. So you can, like, really, really learn 
and grow in the business because you're not really... The excuse that I'm a student is even there when people are trying to be a student. Do you understand? So, like, there's room for you to make a lot of mistakes because there's really no pressure for you to be profitable now, 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 because your parents are still feeding you, your parents are still catering for you. Mm -hmm. So, Basically, do you understand? No, no so, so much yeah, there's not so much expectation, but if you're really serious about it, you can really become profitable and can learn from the journey. And mm-hmm. that journey can lead to so many other journeys, mm-hmm. like me, like mine. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, okay. so yes, you asked how my entrepreneurship journey started. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> I don't want to sound cliche, okay. but my entrepreneurship journey actually started way, 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 oh, you know that. <laughs> way, like, <laughs> it started, I've always been entrepreneurship in nature. As I said, I don't want to sound cliche. I don't know how to say this sounding so cliche, but I've always been very entrepreneurship in nature. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean if you are not naturally entrepreneurship in nature like me, you can't Start a business, you can't, yes, you can't, there's, we human beings are capable of so much more we give our, we give ourselves credit for. So, I was talking to my mom recently. She was one that even made me realize that I've always been very entrepreneurship in nature. I was talking to her recently and I was expressing my fears to her about my startup. I said, we are still in the growing phase. So, there are a lot of things I've still not figured out. Although, yes, founder, CEO. Yeah. I'm still a human being. I still experience fears. I still, yeah, yeah there are a lot of things I've not figured out. Mm-hmm. And I got an offer to join a company. While I was writing exams, though, I got an offer to join a company. It's um, one of all these new generation banks, like... um. Piggy Vest and the rest is one of all these new generation banks. So they reached out to me. I reached out to them while I was still in school to come and sponsor one of our events. And um, apparently they liked the presentation I did, everything I did. That They said, okay, when you're done with school, come and do interview with us. And I went for the interview and I got offered a job there and I would, had to that was when um this accelerator program stuff got really really serious and so I had to turn down that job offer mm-hmm. because yes I could not juggle the two of them so I was really really afraid and I was speaking to my mom that okay now is the time I just finished school I'm supposed to you know, get my first job, be building my CV more or less, and I'm here doing this, and I'm going to give this start of my life, basically, like, I'm giving it my life. Nothing years than 10 years. <laughs> Do you understand? And I don't want, at the end of the day, startups fail mm. fairly easily. Do you understand? I don't want to give something 10 years of my life and God forbid it will fail. So that fear is with me, although I don't let it hold me back. But mm-hmm. I feel 
or it's very stupid of me to not be aware of the fact that there are trappings we can fall into. Yeah. Do you understand? So I was like expressing that fear with me and she was trying to do what moms do and reassure me and was <laughs> telling me, ah, why are you afraid? That is you at the end of the day. You've got this yeah. that I've forgotten when you were so young because in my former house, we had like a warehouse in the yeah, same compound yeah. with us. So people would come to like um, there was a company that was oppressing the warehouse, so they would come to like put goods in the warehouse, and I would go and meet them, and tell them that oh, okay, do you need help carrying all this stuff? They say, oh, I was so small then. Like, okay. it was when she told me about the story that I even remembered. I don't even know what gave me the guts to even do something like that. So I'll go and be full grown adults and tell them, oh, okay, I can help you um, carry all this stuff, but you have to pay me for it. Then I'll go and mobilize all my friends in the neighborhood. We'll all join them and carry it. Then they'll pay me. Then from there, I'll pay others. So she reminded me of this is, I'm very, as at that a young age, I was still in primary school, I think primary three or so, and I already had like the guts, the sense to be that entrepreneur, to be that business savvy at such a young age. So she was like, there's no other better person that can do this, that can be the founder CEO of something like this apart from you that you got this although i know half of it was because yes she's my mother (laughs) but (laughs) but truly 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 that was when i realized that wow i've actually been on this entrepreneurship journey for like a really really long time um i've done a lot of things basically that i don't feel needs mentioning but i also had a shoe line we made handmade handmade shoes and handmade sneakers because at the time i felt oh there are not a lot of african-owned handmade shoes in nigeria everybody's buying nike new balance louis vuitton nobody's really rocking any african brand Mm -hmm. and that's another reason why i admire ebuka obi uchendu very much he rocks african brands and it's he outslays everybody rocking Louis V and the rest of them. Do you get so like then I was like everybody wants to wear high end shoes. So I started I went to learn shoe making. Um started making handmade shoes, started selling, then it got in my way of school, so I decided to stop for a focus on studies. And I did so many other things. Um yeah. So basically, that was it. Okay. Uh, that, that was a nice story out there. <laughs> a very inspiring one. And we almost got into this session of Aspire to Maguire. But then there was actually like some real truth, you know. The father has been doing this for a very long time. And getting help, the fear is there. Like nobody actually like have everything figured out from the first time. So it's just stages by stages. And I, I can tell you, this is like the first time you hear a story that is still underdeveloped and someone is still very much confident to like put it out there. Like, yes, the story is not complete yet, but yes, I'm putting it out there. And those of you in Lag, we are wishing you the very best and we are always rooting for you. And uh, we can't wait to see the wonders Tipsona will do and all of that. So 
This is just basically it. So if you are thinking of something, just get started already. You're not going to figure out the first day. And, you know, the way you get developed, the way you learn new things, it's like a learning process and you keep developing and moving with it. So, so guys, uh, I have so much fun on this episode and I learned a lot. And um, just take advantage of every opportunity around you. The Innovate to Market scheme is there. It's a Unilag program back to its FICDCO, if I get that correctly. Whatever opportunity you know you can make use of, just make use of it. Build whatever you want to build. We're always rooting for everybody. And until next time, I catch you on this same uh, podcast and see your favorite guy, Tio I Can't wait to see you guys. Thank you. Peace out. Thank you, guys. See you soon.